0: Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and, um, and guests. No, it will contain guests, yes, but also, um, what's the listener version of scenes? Uh, landscapes. Content that some (laughs) listeners may find offensive. (laughs) That's a bit of a, a stumble, stumble bumble there at the beginning. They can't all be great. Seesaw Podcast, with
1: T and Cleves. Each week, offering up each and every special life. Welcome to Seesaw, the home of Seesaw, and all other playground equipment. I'm T, that's Cleves. We've got to jump right in. We have a guest, first guest of the year. We have Selena of Blind Young Things fame, and we're going to be chatting about her experience of the documentary. Hi, Selena. Hey. How are you?
2: Yes, I'm good. Thank you. I said long time. Yeah, this is going to be fun.
1: It's awesome to catch up. And if, if you're comfortable, if you want to tell people sort of like who you are and what, what you're up to.
2: Well, for your listeners, they've obviously heard about me if they've listened to the Blind Young Things episode, but that's kind of my past, I suppose. I'm now 33. I live in Leicester. Um, I'm a guide dog owner. I try to be an athlete, blogger, work in health and social care um yeah live with my fiance got on the property ladder i think i've done okay
0: got a lot yeah. going on to be fair
2: yeah <laughs> like yeah we're gonna say it out loud but yeah it sounds, sounds all right
0: awesome well
1: thanks for coming on selena today i think we're gonna cap off the rnc hereford's blind young things chronicles but seeing as you were in the documentary and yeah we had some less than complimentary things to say about the documentary we, we were nice to you. We yeah, there, I think no. you came yeah. the best out of it. To be fair,
2: exactly. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> I'm still talking to you. You
1: see, what we haven't told, if we reached out to Dan and Steve. We have cease and desist orders and various things in place now. <laughs> oh, but it'd be great to like get your thoughts on on some various bits and bobs about it. And I, I know it was a long time ago, so it, if there's anything that's not really stuck with you, don't worry. Uh, but I, I suppose my, my first question would be, how did they approach you about this? Because, of course, this was your first year of the college as well. So it's a new college and, and then Channel 4 turned up.
2: I guess what people don't know is that I kind of made it all happen. Um, I think it must have been a few months before we all started at RNC. I was on, I think it was an RNB forum or it could have been some of a visually impaired forum channeled forward, put out this post about making a documentary. And I replied, don't know why at the time, eager teenager, like I want to be on TV and said about, you know, this is me and I'll be going to this college. And then I think after that, they approached the college. They said to me, there was no guarantee that they would choose me for the documentary, even though I kind of given them the, the tip off if you like, but then they did. I think they spent a few days just generally chatting to people didn't they in, in the first instance at the first term of the college to get to know people to see who they wanted to feature um, and yeah. they kind of liked my uh story of going blind I guess would make good tv so yeah
0: how do you explain the other people that did they make good tv you
2: know there was a lot of controversy wasn't there at the time I don't know if you guys remember about who they'd picked like obviously they were trying to get all the the ethnicities and ticking those kind of boxes I know the older students were a bit unhappy that they hadn't picked any older students um they'd only picked young people so they they kind of then thought well oh, why aren't you showing I mean everyone's stories but they made sure they had one female two males both genders trying to yeah I have no idea how like Dan and Steve agreed to do it at all like what what made them I mean, Dan, I can imagine, was up for anything. Steve a bit more surprising, really, I guess, of why he, he was up for doing it.
1: It did seem like they knew what they were they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we were all aware of what they wanted at the no. time. I think we all went into it thinking, oh, this is going to be great and great sort of like positive profiling for the blind and visually impaired. And I think yeah. we all thought when they were filming, especially the footage and the scenes they wanted, I think... Mm. I was thinking the whole time, well, this is going to be good, and then some of the end results is a bit okay. Interesting decision, why why you've gone that way? But I'd, I'd like to think that they went in with that agenda to begin with.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think we were eighteen, and we thought we knew everything back then, anyway. And in hindsight, <laughs> totally didn't know the agenda. I guess that they had. We um, just thought it was something. Fun that was happening,
1: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. But I suppose it's just a loaded question. How did you find sort of being followed around like with a camera and a boom bike and being interviewed all the time? Because of course, like mm. this, you were going through a lot at the time, and mm. you were at the college, your first year there, and you're very, very much going through a sight loss journey. Yeah, you know, it was. It's a tough time for you. So, how did you find them? Sort of, because they were everywhere. They were a shadow. I, I yeah. noticed a lot of the time. How, how did that go?
2: Yeah, do you know what? When I look back at it, I think they were a bit of a distraction for me. I think without the documentary, my time at the college probably would have been quite different. I guess I liked the attention that it brought at the time for me. I was, you know, I don't know how to describe I'm a bit snobby. I think I was back then. I think I still am now. I kind of think I'm better than everyone I did and thought, yeah, look at me. I was really up for them filming me, didn't have a problem 80% of the time, was happy to go to places, do things that they suggested. They said, can we, you know, can we film you walking to the shops, for example? That wasn't just me fancy going to the shops. I never actually went to the shops by myself when I was at the college. (laughs) That was just for the camera. But The other 20% of the time, you know, sometimes I was tired and didn't want to film. But, you know, I've signed up to this and I had to do it. And I know one of the scenes that really sticks with me that they kept in. I think it was me complaining about not having a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. Our times have
1: changed.
2: They they kept, uh, I didn't want to go back to my room and film that night but I did it anyway and then they kept asking me questions like kind of deliberately winding me up until they got that reaction from me and yep that stayed in and they did a lot so much filming but doesn't even make the cut it's crazy to think how much I did like I did quite a bit with my own family um but they weren't featured they didn't film any of my athletics well they filmed it sorry but they didn't show it in the show me doing any of my sport and athletics I I felt like a lot of me wasn't shown.
0: That'd be the, extras on YouTube these days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's and I think I when I was in the documentary the least out of the three of us in the end, uh, which is fine, but there's a lot, hours and hours and hours of footage that I mean that they mm. had to show for and make a documentary out of how they do that, I don't know. That that's gotta be a difficult task in itself.
0: Basically how do you compete with making a cheese sandwich?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my other stuff just didn't (laughs) Didn't (laughs) live up to that.
0: Do you think it affected your studies at all?
2: (laughs) I didn't really go for studying. So the reason why I I went to RNC to learn how to be a blind person, basically. I'd already gone through mainstream education, done my A-levels. I specifically went to learn how Mm. to be blind because I'd gradually lost my sight. I had pretty good partial vision until I was ten, and then gradually lost it between the ages of, of ten and eighteen. It was actually at RNC I lost my final bit of vision. I was after that operation I had that they sh- showed on the documentary. I was never able to read again, never able to see colours or or shapes or anything. The, the operation didn't work, but they didn't want to let the public know that. So that actually was a really significant time for me, losing that remainder of uh, vision. They tried teaching me Braille. Secondary school, but I wasn't interested because I, <laughs> I could still reprint. Why do I need to, to learn braille? So I did yeah. do that at RNC properly. That's probably the only half decent thing that I did there. Whilst wow, yeah. um, we've got you, do you use ridiculous. it? I do use it from time to time. Um, okay. just it does being, come just in curious, handy. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I, I used to try and read books and stuff in braille, but way too slow. But yeah. like medication yeah. and stuff, and if it's you know, I probably use it 2% of the time in my life, but it's a yeah. useful skill to have, I think. I know you had your whole podcast on it. Well, that's why, that's why I asked.
0: I thought I'd
2: get someone else's opinion whilst we yeah. were here. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, going to RNC, to going back to why I went there, it was, again, just to learn how to be blind, independent living skills, which actually I didn't get from there at okay. all. Because, you know, the cooking classes, things that we had, then you get signed off. I got signed off as soon as possible and basically told him I could do everything because I wanted that money that they gave us each week for the shopping. Um, (laughs) That was the only way to get it. I basically blagged my way through as best I could and said, yeah, 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 I can do this. I can do that. I couldn't do anything. But one thing I did do was that I never ate in the refectory. I did cook. I say cook in inverted commas (laughs) for myself (laughs) every day, shoving stuff in the oven or getting takeaways i feel like as a college for the blind it, it let me down in that i was losing my vision but there was no counseling services no mental health support there wasn't no. there wasn't really peer support if i think about it because i can't i know we all were visually impaired but i i don't remember talking to anyone about my sight loss and how was it so much we just kind of got on with things and i deliberately i guess as well I, well, I think it's partly where they placed us. Like um, we were obviously all in Armitage on top floor. And when, I don't know if you knew, but they supposedly have the most able people on the top floor, which mm. would have been us. And I think Dan just got put there because of his age yeah. rather than realisation of his abilities. <laughs> yeah, I was say. Abilities. So other than me and Dan on our floor, everyone was partially sighted by like pretty good partial vision. So I then only hung out with the partially sighted people at college I didn't really make friends with the totals at all and when I look at it we did have that segregation really mm. even at a college for the visually impaired I probably would have benefited making some friends with those who had no vision to teach me a few things that I did need to know about how do I how do I do this now I can't really see but there was just none of that was encouraged they they segregated us by default That's which good point. i never
0: really thought about that even from the off you're kind of separated
2: no i don't know if you guys hung around with totals or not but like really mainly, uh, a few. No, exactly.
1: well i lived with, with uh yeah with a total and i could see there was a lot of things that he wasn't taught because he was also signed up on living skills i don't know how he was we, we, we've spoken about it in, in previous episodes, but it's like how he got signed off and was living independently off campus. Mm. It was baffling. And I suppose that's what always made me scratch my head at that time. It's like, you're not prepared for life at all.
2: Yeah, the independent living skills were like, they should have been better. But I remember my first lesson was how to make hot drink. And they were like, do you make it in the microwave? Like, what? what? Like oh, a cup God. of tea? In the microwave, but no, he's a kettle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that's how they're teaching some people to make a hot drink.
1: So, if we go back to the documentary briefly, mm. I, how how do you feel it betrayed yourself?
2: It was definitely me. I could see, you know, watching back over years. But yeah, that that's Selena. God, um, <laughs> I can see similarities that I've brought into to proper adulthood. As I said, the, the 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 one scene that I'm really really bitchy isn't me generally, and also yeah. I swallowed. <laughs> I hate swearing. I yeah. don't swear at all now. I can't believe that. I don't know if that was the pressure of the cameras, but I I don't swear. So I always find that really weird to watch. And, and I know I liked it that they showed me as a kid doing my little roller skating on holiday. Um, they showed those those videos which. it's good that they showed the side of me where I did have good partial vision because at RNC, to be fair, I had very, very poor vision. I probably thought it was better than what it was at the time. But when I look at it, yeah, people probably wouldn't call that partial vision. They probably would refer to themselves as being blind. I don't know. Could they have done a better job of showing me? Probably. But at the same time, they, they did show the vulnerable teenager that I was. It was a really difficult time in my life and as a teenager we just want to fit in that's the main thing for any teenager but then being a teenager who's visually impaired it's just even more difficult isn't it I think it really highlighted that it's not easy no having a disability and being mm-hmm. a teenager is complicated
1: <laughs> so loaded question here and this is one <laughs> I haven't written down but I love your question <laughs> the love story what was your thoughts on the love story that was shoehorned into this documentary, which took up?
0: I think we know what what you thought of it, Smeena. How
2: does Dan oh get a God, girlfriend? How does no. even Dan get a girlfriend? Oh, my goodness. I, I know, 40%. and like I, I had a preview of the the documentary before it was I think it was the night before we watched it and then it went out on channel 4 the next day and I um the morning of the documentary being shown I happened to bump into Stacy on the way to college at the crossing and I said to her do you know what there's something in that documentary that I say about you and I didn't mean it I am so sorry <laughs> <laughs> I didn't apologize before I was like, oh my god how awful <laughs>
0: But I that's think, to, Well, not good to hear, no. but the fact <laughs> that um, they pushed you in that way, mm. I, I think, is a bit shitty of them, to be honest.
2: Oh, yeah. They've got to make TV, haven't they? That's um, it, yeah. The love story. Do you know? I, I think it did need to be shown, to be fair, in the documentary, because RNC, it was just all about relationships and who was with who and. That that was our It wasn't about being blind yeah. and getting your independence. It was nah. who's hooking up with who. Yeah, was <laughs> cringy
0: way possible. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong.
2: <laughs> it really was. I mean, I guess we were teenagers. That, that's. I, I mean, I, I don't I, think you. I don't think. See, you had uh, any romances at college, but I know. Uh, Cleves, you did. So. It's, <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you. Cle, Cleves did. I. I think I had a couple of. What you would call uh, no flings, not one night stands, yeah. but a couple of things happened. You
2: didn't tell me about these at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had leaving. no
1: choice; it was public knowledge. <laughs> it was public knowledge, but yeah, there, there you go. We got all the <laughs> trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in general, how did you feel like the documentary was like looking back on it? Because we we were less than complimentary to it, but of course we weren't in it and we're going at it
0: at a different angle. But yeah, as as you were it in it. Be. What I was going to say is, did you, did you did you watch it at the time and think one thing, and then have you have you seen it like since then, yeah. like X amount of years later, and and then there's well, you, yeah, yeah, you mentioned that you've seen mm-hmm. it a couple of times since. Do you find it gets better or worse with age?
2: <laughs> I just <laughs> I just notice different cringy things each time. It's so old school in a way. It's kind of out of date now because this is time before when we had like smartphones and things. I bet the college is quite different now in some respects. I'm glad I did it in a way to have that memory of my time at the college, even though it's a distorted memory. But at the same time, I guess it's a good thing to look at and be like, I'm glad I'm not that person anymore. (laughs) I'm glad I managed to make something of myself even though I thought I was great at the time and then maybe I'm gonna look at myself the way I am now in 10 years time and think god I'm glad I'm not her anymore either <laughs> um, so...
0: do you think at any point it was a little bit too intrusive because like what sticks out for me is that bit at the <laughs> end where you've gone in for your operation and that's difficult to watch
2: It's difficult to watch, but actually, to be fair to them, I threw up on the way down to surgery. More nerves than anything else, and they cut that bit out, and I said, please don't put that in there, (laughs) and they didn't, um, because they could have made that like even more horrific. I'm not sure visually how it looked, but I remember somebody saying to me after they watched it, like, you had an injection to your eye, and I didn't. It was into my hand. Um, I think they did a close-up of um, me having a general anesthetic, but it was a bit strange that they, I mean, I know why they did it, the, the happy and the the trauma side of things. Mm. But I, I was at that concert watching Dan and Steve. But yeah, I was supposed to be in theatre um, yeah. <laughs> having an operation. I guess yeah. I signed up to that. I agreed for them to film that operation. I kind of pushed for that operation in a way. And I think possibly that more fields pushed, you know because of the documentary as well and exposure for them maybe they did that operation when they didn't think it was in my best interest when I look back on it in hindsight because it didn't work maybe it was better that I didn't have that operation I don't know I'll never know but that that does niggle me somewhat yeah.
0: Did you know I, the operation did it I know you said it didn't work but did it mm, make things worse
2: basically yeah oh,
0: um
2: yeah <laughs> so I've been having operations anyway Between the ages of 10 and 18, my retinas kept detaching, they kept reattaching it and other bits and bobs. So I was used to the process of losing my vision and getting it back, losing it, getting some back. Uh, And each time I never got as much back as before. And the length of time of having the vision was never as long either, but it was just that was my norm. So I fully expected going into the operation, it would be the same thing. The retina had detached again, my vision had got blurry to the point that reading uh text on my cctv at the time magnifier I-, I couldn't make it out but when i came out of the operation in like a few weeks later months later i just th- yeah it just i never got I, other than light perception that was it i didn't get colors or anything back and i just kind of wish i i don't know again i was young i, I wish i'd thought about it more um just i was thinking operations are the way forward, but. Maybe I needed to know when to to stop trying to have operations mm. to get my vision back. I think to, I I made it worse by give going. It, yeah,
0: given given the list that you reeled off at the start, it doesn't seem to have hampered you that much.
2: Well, do you know this is the other thing? I like, you know you you both are still going through your sight loss journeys, and, and losing your vision is hard. It's if I had to do it all over again, I would to go back and lose my sight all over again because that's having vision is really good but yeah. at, at the same time once it's gone you've got that closure eventually you go through there's a grieving process I guess you're, you're kind of half grieving when you're losing your sight aren't you but you there's always that thing where oh this is the end of the world and then actually it's huh it's okay I can still do stuff just in a different way and you adapt and and you learn and I've done a lot of learning. My twenties were hard, to be fair. Learning with just having, light perception. When I went into like employment, I didn't have the skills really. I didn't know how to advocate for myself as a blind person because when I went through school, I would use the supernova magnifier. Now I was a complete screen reader user. I didn't really know how to use a screen reader that well, which is what I should have learned at RNC, but didn't. And my first job just didn't go well. I didn't know what support to ask for from access to work. My boss at the time didn't want me to have a support worker because they thought that would be not letting me to be independent as possible when really I wasn't. It was kind of hindering me more by not having a support worker. Yeah. Um, Back then, there was no technology to read handwritten material, which was a lot of my job. I just couldn't do it. When you've got, I guess, me being... Full of myself again, but when you've got the intelligence but not being able to use it because of your disability, it was tough. And then I, I, after I did a, it was a business administration apprenticeship, basically, but I did after RNC, and I did that for a year. I was the only apprentice not to be kept on at the council. This was my local council because everyone says once you get into the council, that's it, you're done for life. But it just, Yeah. yeah, I had to go and find myself. I think a bit after that, I did a degree with the Open University, which was amazing haven't used my degree, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. join the club yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> the experience was great. They were so accommodating and so helpful, and I think without them, as part of like my disability student allowance, they gave me training on how to use a screen reader and and just everything all the materials were in an accessible format already, just like so simple um I'm really glad I didn't go to a brick university to be honest. it was. Yeah. But you know, accidentally, it was the best thing that I did, and it gave me time to work my life out and kind of what I want to do with it and what I want, who I want to be as a person, um, as a, a person now with with no useful vision.
0: I guess lastly, then the only th- the only question I have is either either from RNC or the documentary, is there anything that you would have changed?
2: <laughs> oh God, um, I'm glad I went to RNC to meet other visually impaired people because. I never really had that growing up, just knowing other visually impaired people. And whilst I didn't really maintain any friendships from RNC, since then I've made other visually impaired friends, which has been something invaluable, to be honest. It's really good having that peer support when you need it from time to time of someone who just gets it uh, about how annoying or how difficult something is, like walking into stuff all the time. But at the same time, I'm so glad that I went to mainstream school and had that sighted experience in the whilst I didn't enjoy secondary school specifically I'm not you know with friendships maintaining friendships was difficult for me and just trying to fit in I'm glad I experienced the tough world out there yeah. <laughs> what real life is I wish I, at RNC I did take the independent living a bit more seriously at the time i mean i'm fine now but um to an extent um (laughs) i wish i wish there was some kind of i'd hope now at rnc they have like counseling and more mental health support uh, for people who are experiencing sight loss because that's such a major thing i'm glad i only went there for a year i I know a lot of people go there for three years i know you both only did a year as well i'm glad i did all my proper education before i went there Because I remember being there as well and I didn't, I think I just did like a module of business studies or something. I didn't need to do any proper qualification. Didn't Um, actually
1: ballroom dancing or anything um, like that? I did
2: dance. Oh, I've got distinction in dance. But I remember being in those classes with other people and I just, I like what you both said as well, the, the pace of the lessons really slow to what I was used to in mainstream school. And it was just, I always did my homework like a proper little Miss Goody Two-Shoes and, and they did. And then I was like, that was okay, apparently. Was
0: like,
2: what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the discipline side of things just wasn't there. Yeah, I, I think I I'd, I'd, I wish in a way that I did keep some friendships from my RNC as well, but I did leave. When I left, I didn't even say bye to people. I remember quite vividly. I, I don't know. My, I was in a weird headspace. I just was ready to get out of that place. Like I kind of just... Yeah.
1: I think, looking back at it now, I think it's easy to forget how toxic it could become at times to the point where you would like, I don't like anyone. I don't want to mm. see anyone again. And I don't think that's fair, because I think when everyone's getting that attitude, it's so easy to have sort of like that echo chamber, and then everyone starts to hate everyone. And by the end, I was done with everyone. And now, looking back, I think, did I it's hate sad.
2: anyone? Yeah, no, I, no. I, I
1: didn't hate anyone. That's like... But I felt like it by the end. I was like, I, I don't want to see no one, none mm. of you again.
2: <laughs> you know, I did, you know, we we talk about all the pants bits about RNC. I've got some good memories as well, I have to say. Some great, great nights out. And when you guys were obviously talking about RNC originally, it's made me think about all the stuff. And I remember one night, a group of us had gone out to the pub or for food or something, and we were walking back. I don't think I even had my cane. And there's no way I could walk without a cane back then. And I insisted that you guided me, T, even though you were night blind. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I want not use oh, no, he can guide me. It's fine. And I twisted my ankle because you couldn't see me tripping off the curb. <laughs> and then I was, like, heroically carried back by somebody else to halls because I couldn't walk. It's just like that kind of stuff that like, makes me laugh. Like, yeah, I was stupid. <laughs>
0: Everyone was invincible back then. Yeah, I felt
1: invincible because my night night sight was just as bad as it is now. Back then, yeah, I would meet Eric from work, and then I would be the one guiding him. It's like <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> <laughs> How is this a thing? I can see yeah. as much as he can, but he's clinging on to me like, like right, something's going to happen. But we all know it's going to happen. Let's just laugh about it in yeah. the morning. Whatever happens. <laughs>
2: No, and you know what, I'm going to put an uh, admission out there, like Cleves, I was so intimidated by you at college, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing there, but I thought you were way too cool to be there, I was just a bit, I don't think I dared really talk to you, because you have this aura about you of just being like one of those lads that I went to school with who was way too cool and I couldn't talk to them.
0: This and is you just be like the way you because I just around. feel like such a tool from someone saying yeah. this to you. No, you just, don't
2: cut this. He walked this. around just like had your cane folded up like drumsticks or something. Like the way you just held your cane, even was like, wow. <laughs> 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 and just like, yeah, he's got he's just going to his job at Tesco. He's like, what he's got a job? I remember one night, I think. I was looking people to hang out with. There was one that I think all, most people went to play football, and I like, seemed to hang around mainly with the guys. So I was just looking like round the top floor, like who was it uh, around? And I went into the kitchen, and I remember you standing there, Cleves, with an apron on and like full like Jamie Oliver meal going on. Like God, just, you just like hi Selena. I was like hi, and just walked straight back out. Like who is this guy? He's so independent. What is he doing here? <laughs> It's
0: so strange. It was always weird for me because I turned up to college like a week late because I'd gone to like Egypt or something. The uh, I'd gone on like a family holiday, so I turned up like a week later and I didn't know anyone. And the worst part was when I got to college, I was like so ill for the first week. So again, I spent the first week pretty much holding up on my room. So I didn't even really get to know anyone either. Mm. And I went home like pretty much every weekend as well. I used to catch the train back to Nottingham. To yeah, well, say- to like, a, like a local uni. So, I used to just like sleep at my friend's house and then come back on <laughs> well, the Monday or no. no I went, I went
2: home, home every weekend as well. I think I probably stayed two weekends, possibly, if that was it. I'm glad I did. Uh, weekends didn't sound that great there.
1: No, oh. no, <laughs> they, they really weren't. I stayed weekends purely because it, just wasn't it was easy too to get far.
2: Back. I remember you saying, yeah. it. I remember you moaning. I remember
1: yeah. that. <laughs> me moaning. Never,
2: <laughs> I really do have some. Fun memories of of RNC of just hanging out and having a laugh. Well, it's just gossiping and catching up on all the gossip around the (laughs)
1: country. Who's doing what? There there was a crazy mixture of people there. It was (laughs) crazy
2: stuff. Is you'd never see anything like that ever again, to be honest. And I feel sorry because for some of them, because I imagine a lot of them for them being there, they've got great social lives, but then they've gone back home and they probably rarely leave their house and haven't managed to get a job because they haven't been given the right skills and probably just spend their time probably on social media now talking to people but not actually going out and and doing much which is sad because I feel like the college should as I know you've said before as well should really set you up properly for for life I think if you don't have the self-motivation to do it unfortunately you will end up in that that situation because without forcing yourself to put yourself out there and go through the tricky times, you—it's you, difficult to make something of your life. I've done okay. I mean, I could definitely do better with what I've done in life, but it's taken a lot of hard work, <laughs> a lot of hard yeah. work, and perseverance, and luck, I guess. Yeah, mm. to get where I am.
0: But
1: but it pays off. You put the work in, Selena and it has paid off. And I think luck is a part of it, but you can't discount all the work you've put in. And you've persevered, you've had a, a tough time of it at, at various points in your life and had a steep learning curve and you've you've smashed it with all your accomplishments and you're, you're still active now and keep yourself busy and there's a, got a lot on, on your plate, which is fantastic.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I yeah. can't complain of where my life is at, at the moment. I'm very lucky to be employed. I'm very lucky to be getting married. I'm very lucky to have a guide dog. Uh, I'm lucky to have some good friends as well, both both sighted and visually impaired friends. So, And I've got a very supportive family. So, yeah, all in all, I'm lucky.
0: When did you just get married?
2: Uh, July. Oh, nice. 15th of July, yeah.
0: Not
2: long? No, Not getting long. married in Gibraltar. So oh, very
0: nice.
2: Hopefully all this COVID stuff's going to be definitely gone, because <laughs> yeah. this is what we thought 18 months ago when we booked it. Nah, it'll be gone by then. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you're not even going uh, abroad, are you? It's still England, technically.
2: That's what I keep saying. It's say, <laughs> fine. It's still the UK. Those levels <laughs> be just like ours. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: but amazing. Thank you for coming on. It's been no, amazing. Thanks for
2: having me. It's yeah. been good to chat. Anytime. <laughs> oh, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of all this. Of yes, <laughs> you've been immortalised
1: again. Fifteen years later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, cool.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Lena.
2: Cheers. See ya. All the best Bye. Again.
0: And we're back! I don't normally bring us back, but this time I have. Yeah, but you've got to do something, haven't you? I think I do a lot on this podcast. I think you think that you do, and also do. Thanks. Do you have any compliments for me? Um, no. Uh, yeah, I don't have any compliments, but I have some advice. Go. Don't beg it.
1: <laughs> I'm an EPAN handling for compliments. <laughs>
0: no dice. <laughs> Great episode. It actually was. It was really good to catch up with Selena. Hopefully
1: we'll have her back on shortly. The hope is to get her back on for various topics going forwards. Could that perspective balance us out?
0: Like a seesaw.
1: See, even you did it there. I set it up and you saw us down. Hmm. Look in your face.
0: Disdain is what it's it was. total disdain. Total disdain. Both of you setting it up, but me also biting, so... There you it go. That's what it is. You're not on form this week. No, I don't know. Where, yeah. Do you know what? The the, the, the main, the book was good. And then they're like, I, I don't know where I'm at with this wraparound. I'm fucking it up. Right. Until next week, keep it balanced. Keep it balanced.
1: Seesaw Podcast. Also, join us on Reddit. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. you find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter. Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.